Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the youngest, Gray Baker. I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra. I'm hot to trot, but I still got a squat. <laughs> Wonderful. Lovely. Love it. I am so tired. I just spent a week on the East Coast with 30 work colleagues in this, like, beach house mansion. Oh, my God. Basically working and partying, like, 24-7, and I'm exhausted. God, I can't I got back last night. (laughs) So that's where I am. That's probably the... The explanation for the tone in my voice. Yeah. Oh, and how are you feeling today? Feeling equally spry, I'm sure. So there I was. Barbecue? No. Um, (laughs) Barbecue salsa my titties. um, I am also not at 100%. Allegra and I went out last night for Halloween activities. Um, And by Halloween activities, we mean drinking. Yeah, I am very hungover. I... When I got home, I passed out in my costume, in my makeup, with Papa John's in the cart, and without me hitting send. And I woke up at like five in the morning to discover my current state. <laughs> and then I still slept in my pants for my costume because I was Rex Quando, and it was a very comfy costume. <laughs> I'm still wearing Shout them out now. To it. Shout out to the podcast. Yeah, that's I know the podcast covering Napoleon Dynamite uh, was definitely an inspiration. If we hadn't watched that movie this year, I probably wouldn't have thought of the costume idea. <laughs> Is Starla still your phone background? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't change it. Oh my god, that's hilarious! <clears throat> I don't know if Greg can see it. That's yeah. so. That's perfect. Allegra was like, "You should print out a photo," and then I was like, "I should do that." And then I totally forgot, and I was like, "Wait, I can just make her my phone background, and then that's I can the future. Then I can just yell at people and say, you think anyone thinks I'm a failure because I go home to Starla at night? Forget about it.' I memorized a couple quotes. Colin, <laughs> we were on the subway. Uh, we were waiting for the subway to go back home, and she kept going, "Break the wrist, walk away," and I was like, "Ow." <laughs> You're hurting me. You keep hurting my wrist. And she's like not changing her like strength whenever she hits the breaks the wrist to walk away. I'm like, fucking ow, Holland. I don't remember that. Grab my arm. Other arm. My, my other arm. Yeah. So that's how I'm feeling. I feel fine. <laughs> I feel surprisingly okay. Speaking of not drinking enough water, each week one of us has to move to Amazing. Well, the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points 
wins, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment selected by the winner. This week, we are back to the drawing hat. Um, for the first time in, what was it, two months? Well, no, that Three was last months? week. We watched Jungle the Jungle last week. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I think it's because it's This is the Halloween. second week that we are back to <laughs> the drawing hat. Um, and your boy Watt is defending Little Giants. Yeah, you lucky. You lucky Such bitch. Such a good... <laughs> movie oh my god so I cute had such a good time <laughs> so fun so nostalgic yeah i started i started to fill out my my scorecard before i thought i thought i was defending it and like mm. i gave myself super high scores <laughs> so, and this was and this was when i thought one of you two were defending it so yeah. i'm hoping that uh the same goes for me oh thanks for reminding me i forgot to put my scores <laughs> great <laughs> Well, so, yeah. little I'll just giants, tell you that I'm mad little... about the scores because they are so good. So, so to give a little summary, um, I was going to read out the you know the classic storyline explanation that's fan submitted on IMDb, but <clears throat> it's really long, <laughs> like. Really long. So I'm just going to do the one line synopsis or whatever you want to call it at the top of IMDb. Okay. Which says, Misfits form their own opposing team to an elite peewee football squad coached by the elite team coach's brother. Wait, what? (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) I tried to even edit it because there was too many team. It, It was... Misfits form their own opposing team to an elite peewee football team coached by the elite team coach's brother. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's a mouthful. <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll just – let me just read the, the long one then. In Urbania, Ohio, snobby former football star Kevin O'Shea conducts tryouts for the town's peewee football team, the Cowboys, which will compete for a chance at the state peewee football playoffs. Kevin slights his younger brother, Danny, by rejecting his daughter, Becky, who's a good player, simply because she's a girl. She and some of her friends, boys who were also rejected, get the idea to start their own team with Danny as the coach. After Kevin tries to put a stop to that, Danny gets him to agree to a game to decide which team will represent Urbania, because to each town is only allowed one team. Blah, 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 blah. This is so fucking long. I think that's they enough. Find junior. Yeah. They do a playoff to see who decides. The Misfits versus the Douchebags. It's tale as old as time. Yeah. I kept... Everyone knows. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Go. Say it. I just, I was going to say, I kept calling Kevin O'Shea Uncle Asshole in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Asshole? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. (laughs) He was Becky's uncle. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It came out October 14th, 1994. So Holland was two. Allegra was almost born. (laughs) And I was not even discussed yet. (laughs) Not at all. Were you ever discussed, though? You Uh, were never discussed. (laughs) Yes, I was discussed. 
Okay. Disgusting. Just thought. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Uh, we didn't see it in theaters. I've seen this movie on TV and through rentals eight million fucking times, yeah. though. This, this was, was on TV a lot. Yeah. Yes, on TV a lot. Constant rotation at the at the house yeah. as well. Um, did mom or dad have thoughts on it? Not really. Mom said, the video cover is familiar, but that's about it. <laughs> and dad said, I don't think I saw it. Kids in baseball? <laughs> I said, haha, no, it's football. And then he said, okay then. With an <laughs> okay then. <laughs> that's to me like, yep, sure. Yeah, dad, if you're going to add exclamation points, we're going to read the exclamation points. <laughs> okay then! <laughs> so... This must have just this must have been a true latchkey kid movie in that we watched yeah, this all the time been. when our parents were not around. <laughs> or it was yeah, so like after school where we walked home to dad's house. Yeah. He wouldn't be home for a while or or mom that could only pick us up at five or whatever. Yeah. It was So we were just by ourselves making corn dogs <laughs> in the, in the oven. Sure did love Halloween's our corn dogs. addiction to mustard. Oh, just yeah. in full in full effect, dude. Oh, a mustard meat, on a corn dog, me eating, cooked in the oven, beautiful. Me not having the patience to wait for the oven to come out, so I need to eat something in between. Then, so I eat like an entire dill pickle, and then like just one slice of craft cheese. Disgusting. You guys are. I was never. I was never a craft single. No wonder I was kid. a picky eater. You two were disgusting. <laughs> First of all, you liked things... jelly sandwiches without anything else on them. I had a sweet tooth that was insatiable. <laughs> but Holland, the thing she would do with mustard, disgusting. <laughs> she would put a big old glop of Heinz yellow mustard on a plate, eat her whole corn dog, and then would take the stick and scoop eat the mustard off the plate. Hey, that's being that's called not wasting food the <laughs> fucking nightmares i have hearing the corn dog stick rapidly back and forth on a plastic oh my god plate. wait that just gave me ptsd <laughs> hearing that i, I was didn't realize how big of an impact my eating you would just, habits had on it you it was <laughs> The same thing every time, methodically. <laughs> like, Holland is a Capricorn. She loves routine. It's corn dog, glop of mustard, eating, like, a, a small amount of mustard on an even smaller utensil of a corn dog stick and, like, eating every, la I don't know. Allegra, your eating habits were not pristine. Uh, you ate pickles straight out the jar. And I yes. find that horrible. That's very normal. The pickle thing That's is super normal. normal. Honestly, even the crab. Allegra, your diet consisted of an entire cantaloupe with a spoon. <laughs> That's healthy snack. <laughs> About the cantaloupe. Just straight up with a spoon. You just One cut of it in half and eat it with a spoon. You were pro beef stroganoff, and I can't get behind. I'm that. sorry, you got food poisoning from beef stroganoff. I've got. Wait, food I'm pro beef. I'm, I'm not. I'm pro bake stroganoff. I've got food poisoning from spaghettios, from fruit salad, from pancakes at a truck stop, from Tomo Taco, like Japanese Mexican fusion. You move on, Holland. <laughs> I still can't eat apple pie because I also like ate it. 
well, it was coincided with me getting the stomach flu. (laughs) Yeah, I Allegra, you weren't also healthy. You would also eat, like, a huge bowl of goldfish. I don't like goldfish. I was a goldfish person. I would pack like a huge Ziploc bag of goldfish. You're thinking to of Holland. School. I never yeah, liked I must goldfish. Be thinking of Holland. <laughs> Allegra was Great. a candy kid. That's though. true. I, my she birthday's ate a on lot Halloween. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. It's like, happy birthday. Here's a pillowcase full of candy. Like, what? I had no choice. <laughs> you had a choice when you stole that candy from the gas station, <laughs> <laughs> it was a blockbuster. <laughs> I thought it was the gas station. It was probably both. It's borders. <laughs> Maybe you just didn't get caught at the blockbuster because I don't think I knew. No, about I that. got caught at the blockbuster. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Dad thought it was hilarious, <laughs> and I never stole candy again except from borders. And then I really never stole candy. But again. honestly, pretty ingenious that you hid it in your stuffed animal that had there a zipper pocket. There was a zipper pocket <laughs> in my stuffed animals, and I was young enough that I could just carry a stuffed animal around, and I'm like, too easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway let's get into our pre-watch notes um i want to go first okay so man oh man this movie was on a rotation back in the day icebox the go-kart chase and the race the annexation of Puerto Rico, the list goes on. Yeah. I haven't seen this movie in close to 15 years, and I genuinely remember like 90% of it in my head, which turned out to be true. I'm also pretty sure this movie birthed my hatred for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I was just like, oh, they're douchebags. Right. And then all of those feelings were legitimized the more i started paying attention to football to football <laughs> did this movie spark a love of football or is that just like part of the many things that sparked your love of football yeah it's definitely up there though like absolutely this movie got me like pumped on football yeah and gray actually played peewee football so i'm interested to hear your thoughts and feelings um the accuracy yeah, yeah about that we, we can get into it yeah i'd yeah. be i'd be happy to <laughs> so are we to assume that like spike for example wore under armor at practice and then went home and showered and then put that same under armor back on spike definitely seems like that kind of kid yeah, honestly <laughs> oh no my my connection's getting bad i think i have to leave <laughs> oh no bye gray <laughs> Um, I guess I can go next. Um, I loved this movie. Icebox was a badass, daughter of Rick Moranis. All the misfits who get cut from asshole brothers peewee team form their own team with Rick Moranis, including Icebox. I was really trying to include details here, I guess. Dreamy Devin Sawa joins their team for some reason, even though he's good enough for asshole's team. Loved the Icebox Devin Sawa romance as a tween, obviously. Thought all the kids were hilarious. The underdogs win and we all celebrate. Clearly, I was really focused on uh, Devin Sawa. (laughs) You guys remembered, I think, a lot more than me. Um, Rick Moranis is a nerd with a sporty girl child who gets rejected (laughs) from football. Uh, She go-karts some jock assholes and says she's making her own team. 
She gets all the misfits and also JTT. So not this is not JTT. That's not the only boy. Wrong nineties boy. Um, (laughs) Somehow to create a football team and they're scrappy. Um, Or maybe they only play one game against the evil football team and Hayden Christensen. (laughs) Hayden Christensen. What? (laughs) Wait, what? I knew it wasn't. It was probably not Hayden Christensen, but, like, that was the face coming to mind. I'm like, oh, no, it's the guy from Brink. Yeah, weird. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They're down at half, probably, but they pull through and they become one football. They Team. become one football. <laughs> Dude, Hayden Christensen was such a hunk. He was. I definitely had a crush on him in Star Wars times. Um, also, just look at this fucking photo I'm sending to you of Hayden Christensen in the chat. Like... Hang on, it's about... Y- yummy, yummy. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I want to have that on my wall. <laughs> Holland has an extensive, <laughs> extensive boy wall, and this definitely would have made it on. Oh, 100%. Like, dude, him and Dreamy. Natalie Portman, like, fuck me up. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I wish he was in this movie. Um, hey, man, we had Devin anyways, Sawa. Anyways. We had what? Um, we had Devin Sawa. Doesn't count. Um, he's like a he's a top tier '90s tween crush boy, for sure. He definitely joins the ranks of like JTT, um, the other kid from Brink, <laughs> Eric Von Detten, I think his name is. <laughs> yeah, dude, what is with dude, just like the kid that plays Spike? I know we're probably jumping right in when I don't know if we we have to do our scores, but go for it. But like. Spike has just such a bully's face. Yeah, like that kid had no other choice than to play bullies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, is it the eyebrows? Is the it... eyebrows definitely help. Also, like just his teeth. His physique, because he's just huge. His teeth, for some reason, they he's just got evil teeth. They Holland. look like pointy. Yeah, dude. You know? Yeah, it's the gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can have an innocent gap, like Mac DeMarco. Or you can have a sinister gap. I think the eyebrows... Like Lawrence Fishburne. Turn the gap eyebrows. into evil. <laughs> oh no. He's gonna give us the evil eyebrows. Oh my god, I forgot Yeah, he. That. I mean, he has, he has like pointed eyebrows. Yeah. Where they go like this. Yeah. You know, just... he kind of also has eyebrows like this that it just always reminds me of? Kyle. Oh, Kind of. You know? I yeah. mean, Kyle doesn't look, like, angry ever, but he has the very... He has like, evil eyebrows. Sorry, yeah, for, right. for all the listeners that don't know, this is our, our stepsister's boyfriend, Kyle. He also could definitely pull off playing a 90s bully. Totally. Um, back in the day. Totally. But He's got an evil face. It's mainly just because yeah. of the eyebrows. <laughs> if he had a gap in his teeth, it would definitely... He would look more evil. I would. Yeah. The, I yeah. never thought about that combo, but I think we've unlocked something here. Listen, yeah. if you have a gap in your teeth, we're not saying you're inherently evil. Yeah. We're saying No, no, that... no. There's there's two different kinds <laughs> yeah. of... There's Madonna. There's two types of people Or there's Lawrence Fishburne. There is Mac DeMarco or there's Sam Horrigan. Wait, hold on. We're saying... Which is this guy. We're saying that Madonna <laughs> has the evil tooth gap and not Lawrence Fishburne, right? No, right. I think Lawrence Fishburne, he can come off as more sinister. Like, in Morpheus, he's serious. He's intimidating. He's not a bully, but he, like, yeah. has the, like, 
come with me. His ga- his his gap has gravitas, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. To me, Madonna does have evil face, though. I think maybe Madonna. Madonna, I think, is verse. She can go either way with that gap. You know. That's true. <laughs> like like a prayer slaps. Um, scores. Nostalgia. Scores. <clears throat> Mine might be able to be raised. But I started off my nostalgia at a seven because there were a lot of things I like did not remember about. Like I did not remember the go-kart chase and you two clearly did. There was just like a lot of things. I like, I don't know. I could probably be argued up though, because as I was watching it, there were a lot of things that I had forgotten about, but then I remembered as they were happening. I like, there were lines that came to me that I quoted alongside the movie that I'd completely forgotten about. So I could probably be argued up, but I kind of just started. I mean, I think you just argued yourself up (laughs) at least like one or two points based on what you just said. I'm just, the nostalgia is the remembering of it. It's not what you remember before you watched it. It's what you remember as you're watching it. I know. And how that makes you feel. But there were still some parts that I like completely was like, what? So, I'm just gonna keep it there, and it'll be more dramatic I did, when I raise it. I did later. not, I did not really have that experience. The only part I didn't like really remember until it was happening, I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess." Is the fact that like Rick Moranis had a love interest at all? Mm. I definitely, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. I also think another reason why I had it at a seven was because I think I conflated I like combined a lot of like Junior and Spike's stories in my head like prior Uh, to watching it because like I because I remembered I'm like he's really good why is he on the team does the asshole coach try to steal him but that was kind of more of what happened with Spike like they never really they spied on them one time when Junior was on the team but, like, they never actively tried to, like, steal him away. I also thought that's what was going to happen. Because I, I totally thought that I also happened. thought that was going to happen, yeah. too. <laughs> Did that happen in Mighty Ducks? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think so. No, no, no. No, but we'll get into that later. Um, okay. I don't know. Allegra, if... what's your nostalgia score? My nostalgia score is also a 7, but I also felt like I had raised it from a 6 to a 7 while we were talking because of the reasons that Holland said... Because I feel like I barely remembered this movie, and then I did have lots of moments where I was like, oh, yeah. But I feel like I didn't remember, like, 80% of this movie. <laughs> it's 80% mental, wow, what a, 40% physical. What a bummer. <laughs> uh, this To me, this movie is, like, so special. I'm probably for sure going to raise mine because I... Because, yeah, as I said, I remembered a lot of it as I was watching it. And I just, like, because I could be argued higher. Yeah, I think, you know what, my, yeah, I'm definitely going to raise it. But anyway, sit through, I have an eight. I have a seven. Oh, come on. And I think, I don't know if it's because. I think eight, I think eight is, like, perfectly adequate for how, like, that score (laughs) is. Like, eight's perfect. Like, it's not a ten because, like. It still is very much a kid's movie. Yeah. The child to where... was pretty brutal. Yeah, I did. I think it got better as the movie. I, just, I think, like, the first 45 minutes of the movie, I I think I was just confronted with, the child acting is very inconsistent. 
And yes. like, I'm not, tr- I am genuinely not trying to ding the movie. I've dung, I've dung. <laughs> I dinged a point or so. I um, donked it at one point. I dinged and I donked it for general child acting. Because I wanted to reserve my feelings around Becky in particular for followability. So I'm trying to keep those two things separate. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I kept it at, I have it at an eight because I think it's mostly just like, this is not for me anymore. Technically, like all yeah. like the kids. Yeah, have, no, exactly. There's a lot of montages, which like I remember we fucking loved every single montage in this movie yes. when we were kids yes. and we thought they were all hilarious but watching it now i'm kind of like this is going on for a little bit too long this like, movie is almost two hours long i'm like this is pretty brutal <laughs> <laughs> but that leads me in to my yeah. appropriate for children score which is a 10 which is a 10 as well yeah yeah i mean there's there's nothing no there's nothing i can is so dig. squeaky clean so they don't even curse no edges. It's adorable. Yeah. I think... It's adorable. Yeah. It's yeah. PG, but, like, There's, I don't even really... I think I it could think be G. Probably just for mild violence from the sport. Yeah. I think they say hell, like, once. Yeah, I think it was... I think even think it was Rick Moranis where he goes, what the hell am I doing? After he bets his, like, gas station. Yeah. I don't know. It's Like, it was, right before the game. But, like... Come on. There yeah. are no it's edges in, the Bible. in this movie. It is, yeah, it is maybe there one of no the most, edges. one of the most appropriate for children movies we've ever watched. And like, <laughs> maybe even more appropriate than Big Rock Candy Mountain. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. I do not think that is an appropriate thing for children. <laughs> um. Okay, does it hold up? I have an eight. I have a seven. I think it's like pretty solid. Oh gosh, great. Oh, I thought that was a big, goopy mess you just made on your shirt, but it was a noodle. And I think, like, most of what I'm dinging it for is, like, the... Wait, Holland, you said eight, Allegra, you said seven? Correct. Okay. Allegra, what the fuck's up with these scores? (laughs) I've given it mostly sevens. I feel like sevens across the board is pretty appropriate for the movie so far. Yeah, we could fix that. Yeah, I think um, it's hi- I think it's higher than that, honestly. Really? Um, I think it holds up so well. Like, what what is outdated about it? The I music. Think... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you give way too much weight to music sometimes. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. I had a shattering glass moment. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing I'm really dinging it for in terms of hold up ability is. The misogyny aspect, which I know is like called out as being bad, misogyny, but, and maybe maybe this should be dinging the can I follow this more, and we can talk about it. But like specifically, like Becky's journey is, is confusing. confusing, and I hate the conversation she has with Ed O'Neill in that diner, and I'm like, what? Yeah, we're going to have to dissect Becky because that's that's honestly the biggest weak point for me in the movie of like, what's this movie written by a man? Yeah. <laughs> so here, man? here's how I think I interpreted all of it. Um, Although, should we finish scores before we get into it? Yeah, you're right. But can, I, that'll be the first point I want to address. Can I follow? I also have an eight. I also have a seven. 
But I, um, okay. I'm honestly open to being argued up on all of these because I think if we are able to dissect the Becky issue, we might be able. We to... might be able to figure out what the score. Cause, yeah, because I think I maybe, I just maybe put eight for both hold up and can I follow maybe for the same reasons, and I need to talk through it to see what those scores actually should be. You know what I mean? And let's right. establish some uh, some qualifications. I was a tomboy, a late bloomer, but bad at sports. Holland <laughs> was boy crazy, but good at sports. I just want to, like, like that is our background when we approach the Becky character. Yeah. So what I want to say to try to interpret Becky's journey is – this was the first the the way the tryouts kind of open up the movie is this was the first time she had been confronted with the misogyny in a way that like actually affected her personally yeah because before it was like oh all these little kids or boys are just like mad because i'm better than them but because it was happening from an adult it was happening from her uncle it was the first time she actually ever felt like insecure yeah mm-hmm. so it kind of made her at initially go like all right well then i just have to prove them wrong that i deserve this but then she's still a preteen girl going through changes and is like oh gosh i like like a boy i'm not supposed to do this because i'm this tough blah 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 like whatever and so she's even more conflicted and starts to second guess whether or not she should or should not because she's you know insecure about like being a tomboy about sorry hold on about being a girl and yeah then the conversation with freaking uncle asshole (laughs) was basically saying like listen like yeah this happens and he's gonna like cheerleaders so in like it's just horrible advice yeah preteen girl hormones she kind of like overreacts as a child would do and lashes out at her dad who by the way was doing nothing but support her Mm -hmm. this entire time rick moranis didn't do anything wrong with becky like she was very happy to be a little fullback yeah like he was literally like that's what i thought like this is what yeah we were doing like this was your idea and she was like no it's it's your idea or like like it's your dream or whatever and he's like no it's not (laughs) i I appreciate your interpretation and also i you lost me at nurk moranis did nothing wrong because i do think it is a touch more complicated than that i do think rick moranis does genuinely get way too caught up in the competition with his brother and he is like so blinded by the fact that he is like finally standing up to his big brother and his big brother complex. And he doesn't notice that Becky is going through it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I I know Mm -hmm. like I agree with you, Gray, and you are turning me a little bit more towards your side here that like Becky is just suddenly hit with all these different vulnerabilities when she's never had to, like she's been so confident her whole life. This is the first time she's like really questioning herself. And And it's also maybe the first time she's confronting the fact that her mom left or maybe like, and it's a, or it's like hitting her in a different way now that she's kind of maybe going through puberty. She's going through a loss of innocence. like And also like confronting gender roles and her mom isn't there to like help her navigate through 
so that her side one, of things. The, the dude who's supposed to be on her side the most, her best friend, her one parent, is like too caught up in his own brother drama that she feels like she doesn't have any allies which is why she's reaching out to uncle asshole because you know if the uncle asshole is like suddenly holding all this power over her and is making decisions for her based on her gender she's like well i guess i'll go to him to reinforce this new like these gender rules that he is enforcing and rick moranis right. has just like never needed to worry about her before and so has not been in touch or paying attention to the emotional turmoil. Well, I do through. I do want to remind you at least just to once again bring some points back into Rick Moranis's favor. This whole movie takes place aside from the flashback at the beginning of the movie. This whole movie takes place in a matter of 2 weeks. Yeah. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> so all of these changes and, you know, troubles that she's going through and his focus is like it's not like he's just like having this massive amount of neglect for his child. No. He's like, you I know, think in the grand busy things, busy putting a football team together in two weeks. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, I think I'm glad Rick Moranis is standing up to Uncle Asshole. I'm glad he's going through this personal journey himself. It's just a complicated situation. Yeah, right? and I I yeah. think it's like you can't fault him for not. Noticing, noticing that this is happening because everyone's going is everyone's really busy and going through it although every time becky tries to talk about her mom he tries to like push it under the rug he's like she left us let's not talk about it and she's like i'm sick of not talking about it because yeah. now this is affecting me for real yeah and that's he's got to work through his own shit on god that this too. is such a good movie <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I I don't think Uncle Asshole is a pure villain. I think he does. No, genuinely, I don't think so I either. Think I think he genuinely cares. Yes. he's just completely misguided in terms of totally, gender yes. roles. Oh, totally. And like male dominance. Can and we talk toxic about masculinity? Yeah, totally, totally. Can we talk about how much I love his wife though? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And how she? Oh my god. The she's entire the movie fucking... is calling him out on his bullshit like yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Which I didn't remember at all. And I'm like, I'm glad that... She's uh, a really good aunt. Yeah, she's a great aunt. And I'm glad that she's calling him out on his misogyny the whole time. And then she ends up even cheering for the Giants at the game in the end. I feel like I kind of remembered that as it was happening. But, yeah, I just wanted to shout out to Aunt. I can't remember her name. Yeah, this whole time, though, during the game, I was like... I was like, where's Whoopi Goldberg and Donald Trump? Like, what's happening? What? Oh, in the stands. Little Rascals. Yeah, Little Rascals. Oh, for, for and, and Reba. Donald Trump is like Waldo's dad or something. Ew. <laughs> Waldo is even more evil now. He's like, it's the best, he's the best son money can buy, is yeah. what he says in the movie. Donald Trump buys children, confirmed. <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. Well, that's Jesus. a death. Well, <laughs> Jesus, you can edit that out. Put a pin. Put a pin in that until we get to Little Rascals. We will revisit this conversation. <laughs> don't you worry. Listeners. Different little movie. God, now I really wish I don't get that movie. <laughs> um, I do. So I don't want to knock off too many points because the actress who played Becky was twelve years old. But I do think that there it was just sloppy execu- execution, not sloppy. Just like I, I like the 
I think all this complexity was a lot for like one child actor to carry. Yeah. Um, she was doing her best, but it was very much like, here are your lines. <laughs> Here's the direction. Go. Like the fight. Yeah. Cause it's like, look sad, look conflicted. And she's like, sad, conflicted. <laughs> it's not like this per this actress doesn't have enough like world experience to be like, so you're losing your innocence. The bubble you lived in is no longer real. <laughs> you know, um, you know, you've you've never liked boys before, and now you like boys for the first time. And the actress is probably like, I still don't like boys. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. It's just like it was hard for me to follow because it was like the like the acting on screen was not delivering i think the the journey becky is supposed to be going on i think you're being a little hard on i'm not her. trying to like yeah like, i think you're being a little hard cuz i didn't i thought she abilities. i also think like compared to a lot of other kids in this movie i thought she did a really good job and i thought like i mean sure that fight scene in particular was a little bit shaky but it didn't take me out of the movie and i think overall she was definitely one of the better child actors in this movie i guess all i mean to say is that from scene to scene with becky i never really knew what was supposed to be happening and where it was supposed to go next like gray needed to explain all this to me i just didn't get it i was like becky is listening to her uncle for some reason and like now she wants to be a cheerleader because She's super into David Sawa, and I'm like, I don't understand. I think also, like, I'm glad that Greg explained it as well, because I think for me, I was just so fucking pissed off at all the messaging she was getting yeah. that it, like, blinded me to trying to understand exactly what she was going through. Because I was like, ah, this fucking guy, he's saying all the wrong things. Ah. But that caused me to not really think about like why it was like influencing her. I'm just like, this is an uncle who genuinely loves his niece, but like, it's just so, misguided. it's just so convinced of these gender roles. And like, that's, he's like gently and lovingly trying to scooch her into these boxes. Yeah. And I'd be like, I disagree, but I'm like the movie, I don't, I don't know. It was confusing to me. I will Enough. agree that that wasn't executed in the clearest way. Yeah. That is the only I reason. still think it's funny that, you know, clearly in his own family, like, he succeeded in getting that message across with his older daughter. But his younger daughter is very much more so on the mom's side. Yeah. Like, the little girl. And yeah. she's just Priscilla. like, she, yeah, Priscilla is just, like, also calling him out on his bullshit. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Like, it's like his misguidedness, yeah, it worked with his firstborn. The secondborn, the, the wife was like, or it just no like happened. She, yeah, she just happened to she be just like, happened on board. to be like what he thought thinks girls should be like. Yeah. Right. But I guess but yeah. maybe in his mind, it, he succeeded, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, never in my life have I witnessed. Or heard of a town that cared this much about peewee football. oh my god i wrote i was saying that the entire time while watching this movie and i was like it does is before i realized this took place in ohio i was like is this in texas because i think texas is the only place that i've ever heard of 
that takes like every single level of football this seriously in reality. Like that's why Friday Night Lights was like such a like it, they were and they like are all the about cowboys. Their... So it's like yeah, and I was like, are they in Texas? Because otherwise, I do not know why people would care this much about peewee football i know maybe it's also just it's a small town and it is the first year that they're getting a peewee football team so maybe it's just like a new thing is happening so we're gonna rat we're gonna make this this is so exciting because nothing happens here kind of vibe my 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 interpretation was this is a population of like 500 people and everyone knows each other and so it's one of those small towns that there's a population of like 8,000. Thank you very much. It was on the water tower. <laughs> oh my God. But still, that's, that's still very pretty small. small. And so yeah, small. everyone there's like, okay, you have one famous person from French Lick, Indiana, essentially like, like Kevin O'Shea is the Larry bird of Urbania. And so everyone knows who he is and has a vested interest in yeah. any gossip about him. That's true. So when he's publicly feuding with his little brother, everyone's like, uh, yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking bets on this shit. It's low stakes fun. Yeah, everyone yeah. in town is going to gossip about this. Yeah, yeah. actually, that is a good point. Yeah. That everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking bet on this because this is hilarious. <laughs> these old the men. The old men in the diner. Getting involved. Yeah. I yeah. bet you these old men have known them their entire lives. lives. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, they were like, literally like, let's make this more entertaining. Let's both call either coach. And about let them know Spike. about Spike. <laughs> They're like, all's fair. We'll call them at the same time. <laughs> I just yeah. When they see, they, we meet Spike and his dad is just, he's quite a boy. I'm like, this is teen. This is a teenager. This is not an 11 year old. This is not Pee Wee. <laughs> just caring. I mean, he was only 13, dude. The actor was only 13. Wow. It's not Pee Wee. That's JV. This is not Pee Wee. <laughs> I mean, 13's 8th grade. That's yeah, that's like 7th, 8th grade. What they call... I'm just like, I'm it is not... i to say this word, but this is what they called it <laughs> when I was coming up. So when you start at the youngest level, is I think like 7 or 8-year-olds, and it's called Mighty Mites. All right. <laughs> and you're tiny, and basically... You're also called bobbleheads because the helmets are just way too big and heavy for your head. That's what what his face Jake was. (laughs) Yes. Basically. And then there was Junior Pee Wee, which was the next age up. Then Pee Wee. And then Junior Midget. Oh. And then Midget. I forgot Forgot about about that. that. Yeah. And then after Midget, it goes into freshman year of high school. Right. So, like... That's just what they called it. That's so I didn't weird. The I, name. I completely forgot that that's what they called it. But and yeah, like that's, for me, I hope they changed like, that. For me, it like didn't even register as like the same, you know, word. It was yeah, it because was I so just normalized. was like, yeah, yeah, it was just like that's what you call like oh the eighth grader, seventh and eighth graders are junior midget and midget. Yeah, I co- I totally and then you get into that. How old were you when you played pee wee football, Gray? Uh, so I played when I was, I think it was like eight and nine. And then I took two years off. And so then I played, I think I played fourth grade, fifth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. Mm. And then I, or no, no, no. Sorry. Fourth, fifth, seventh, eighth, ninth. 
Okay. You played so much more football than I remember. I know. <laughs> I think um, it was confusing because I remember you taking, like, you, like, did I it, and then you took off. time off, yeah. and then you went back. Yeah. And then you switched to lacrosse and never looked back. Well, you, you had, like, some yeah. overlap with lacrosse. Well, no, I, I started lacrosse in third grade, and I started football in fourth. You did lacrosse in third grade? Well, it was like summer camp because we didn't have a league yet. Dad started the league yeah. in Alberta Hills. But did he start then, it so when by... you were in middle school? No, he started it when I was in fourth grade. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I never paid attention to sports. Even but it was, doing, it, was a so. middle school, it was a middle school program. And so I was basically just riding the bench to get practiced in in fourth grade. Gotcha. Okay, that's and then okay. Fifth, that's what and I then fifth thought. grade is when we actually had like a team for fifth graders, sixth graders, seventh, eighth, whatever. Yeah. But uh, that's beside the point. Um, Sorry, this is a long really tangent. Really off topic. Can yeah. I tell you my favorite line in the whole movie? Sure. Why did we get into that combo? Oh, what were you gonna say? Oh, oh were you gonna say Spike was like? A, like junior midget or whatever <laughs> oh yeah spike was supposed to be like junior midget midget while these kids were all clearly like peewee yeah 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 so even for the age like he was supposed to be in a different league right but i yeah but it's like one town one team i'm like surely there should be this should be split into age groups but maybe it's too small <laughs> like, i don't know that's how small urbania is yeah i guess <laughs> Yeah, the fact that they could barely fill two teams worth of children, yeah, kind of tells you how small this this town is. Mm-hmm. But Oleg, what were you gonna say? So my favorite line is when um, the O'Shea brothers are yelling at each other. I think at the game, like they're miked, yeah, <laughs> and they're like yelling at each other. But like McManus is like, "You never respected me," and Kevin goes, "I treated you like a prince." <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like Just i want further like no respect i'm like great if you and i ever get into a fight from now until forever i'm just gonna go i treated you like a prince <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny Dude, icebox was such a horn dog this entire i forgot movie. how thirsty she was and i loved it i i was i know the it's refreshing to show that it wasn't it's not just teenage boys who get total like girl crazy and like yeah oh no thirsty have yeah. you met holland she spe- she was speaking my language yeah holland was like this is the boy crazy representation i've always needed yeah like this girl absolutely like will go is now going to go home and write fan fiction <laughs> about her like making out with junior like like this is a girl who's like will be on Tumblr way too young. I mean, young. she was literally sitting on at the lake just watching two people make out. I'm like, she has had an <laughs> awakening. And Devin Sawa's like, ew, I'm not ready for this. And she's like, I'm so ready for this. <laughs> I mean, girls do mature faster than boys, I guess. And I'm like, I listen. be more ready for this. Let's practice for when you are ready. Yeah. <laughs> I did find that, like, hilarious and delightful and realistic. But the scene of Devin Sawa and her, like, watching people make out was the most uncomfortable. It was, I was very I uncomfortable have watching. Ever been. Yes. That affected my sit-through ability because I'm like, I cannot with the teens. I cannot. Yeah, but I think... that's how cringy it is in real life. Yeah. Hold up is at a high. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as a tween, I 
was all about that scene because I was like, are they going to kiss? Oh, my God. I want to kiss Devin Sawa, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Horny-ass Collins. <laughs> um, but I also... <laughs> I oh, thought that, that actually, sorry, that scene had my favorite line of the movie. You can have kids without kissing. Yeah, yeah but you, you can't, can't have a job. job. <laughs> I know. I was. <laughs> I was like, excuse me. I'm like, what? Is Uncle asshole teaching you bad practices about no, how to get a Holly, job? <laughs> she's so horny. She's no, throwing I know. anything at the wall. <laughs> she's like, kiss me. Kiss me. I know. I forgot. I thought they did kiss, but they didn't. Which, in like watching it now, I'm kind of glad that it was like it was so chaste. Yeah. Especially because it seems like Rick Moranis is gonna start dating his mom, so I'm like, it's gonna be a little awkward. Oh my god, horny for your stepbrother. She's the one who started it. (laughs) That's how that one show started, right? What one show? That one show where they're step siblings, but they totally wanted to fuck each other. (laughs) Life with Derek. Derek? Yeah, that's this one. Life with Devin. <laughs> oh, poor Becky. If she has to, if they end up getting married, she's gonna be like, "God damn it!" <laughs> and Devin Sawa is gonna be like, "Cool, a sister." Icebox. She's so cool, man. She's like my best friend. She's like one of the guys. And Becky's like silently raging in a corner. Like, God damn it. She's absolutely going to like keep playing sports and she's going to pine after him her, her whole life until she leaves and they both go to college and she's finally able to like find some fucking theater kid. Yeah. Oh, other like stray thoughts that I had. The casting for young uncle asshole was very spot on oh my god that <laughs> same made... with the casting of squints for young Rick no Moranis. i don't think that was squints i think it was the other glasses kid from the 13th year <gasps> who look the same but they're different people amazing yeah the kid we who... can we can go i can try to confirm that the kid but... who played young uncle kevin was so good at acting like a 40 year old asshole yeah i'm like dude this kid is like imitating his own dad right now and it's like an amazing impression Let's... imitating his own dad i'm just saying oh like, this... you mean yeah, yeah yeah yeah. this kid is just so good at acting like a 40 year old asshole that i can like i can only imagine he has yes a direct influence. yeah the kid from the 13th year is the young danny not squints but they basically look like the same child (laughs) it was the teeth that like really got me convinced when he's like looking up at the ball with the glasses and the teeth is like two front teeth yeah they look the same oh it's squints also um i guess puffed cheetos means you're a wimp yeah, what? <laughs> I was confused about Why that. Why would you eat a sweaty ass sandwich that has been in your helmet? Also, if you put puff Cheetos in your helmet, they're gonna get crushed. It's Cheeto dust now. Yeah, but puffed dust, which it, I would agree, that's not. This the best. is also a little bit part of the holdup ding. It's just the '90s hated fat kids. Yeah, so much. Yeah, so brutal. A lot of. Oh yeah. I mean, it's definitely not the worst. The Sandlot was worse. Yeah, it's definitely... They didn't harp on it in such a mean way. But it was that kid's only character. But it, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Speaking wait, 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 of weird... I just have to say something real quick. Okay. I went on to the kid who played young Danny's IMDb, and his two top roles that he's known for 
are playing a young version of Rick Moranis in two different movies. Amazing. That's Oh he my god. Young Rick Moranis and Little Giants and then young Rick Moranis in some movie called Big Bully. Wow. <laughs> when did Big Bully come out? 96. Two years after this. Which means 96. they were like, you know, if you need a young Moranis, <laughs> let me recommend this. We got kid. one. Okay, but speaking of kids on the team with really specific <laughs> quote unquote character character traits, the kid with like the absent workaholic father. Oh was my god. <laughs> so bizarre. They make this sad, sad boy with an absent father. For one gag. <laughs> for one gag. For one gag. Yeah. For one touchdown Yeah, they draw, gag. and they draw it out. They really establish they how really shitty of a dad in, this guy is. Yeah, the legwork. Just work. for a touchdown. Yeah. It was bizarre. All right, so let's go through the team. We got Icebox, uh, strong girl. We got Devin Sawa, uh, good, good arm. arm, quarterback, cute boy. Uh, we got the fat child, uh, the other fat child. Um, love multiple fat children. The wait, wait. kicker guy. Which other... Yeah, the kicker. The fat Asian yeah, boy. Yeah, but he was... The... So here's the thing. The What's the different? Like, what is... I don't understand 90s fat person uh, designation. Because they're both fat, but they only allow fat jokes to be made to one of them. Yeah. He's the main fat one. He's the one who gets to have lines. Yeah, and the other and jokes. one is just like, all he knows how to do is kick. And he kicks <laughs> a poor abandoned father kid uh, in the nuts. Right. <laughs> Although I did love the joke where he's putting on the war paint. Or oh, the yeah. Clip, and he just covers just his whole face. <laughs> <laughs> like, surely gets... if I add more, this it will be extra intimidating. That's just what a kid would do. Yeah. Just get really distracted and start painting. I do remember <laughs> thinking that that, like, that, like, the getting ready before game day montage. I remember thinking that was very hilarious. We have like soft, angelic David Spade child. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Tad. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. With the, oh, is that rad Tad? Yeah, Just, rad, yeah. And yeah. then the nerdy ill boy. <laughs> Jake. Jake. <laughs> Don't forget the random kid that doesn't even want to be there. who likes to dress like a cowboy. He's oh yeah, there. cowboy kid, kid who can't catch. Kitty can't catch. Kitty can't catch. Kitty can't catch. I don't care. Kitty can't catch. (laughs) Or he can only catch toilet paper. Right. Yeah. Which I totally forgot. Yeah, Rashid Hanan. Yeah. Um Um, and there's somebody else. Oh, and then like the team manager kid. Yeah, then then just the nerd. Just the nerd Finkus. What? Finkus. Minkus. Yeah, Minkus. (laughs) Or Minkus, Minkus, sorry. Minkus. It's fake Minkus. Finkus. Yeah, Finkus. <laughs> yeah. Um, who, I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, thought that that was played by the same kid. I mean, probably. I did like Minkus. Yeah. The fake Minkus. I liked Finkus. Oh, when the credits were starting and I was seeing all the names, Rick Moranis, whatever, whatever, and then it was like, and John Madden. I'm like, John Madden? <laughs> I know. I was like, what? I know. I did forget that they showed up. Like, I that totally... was one where I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot about the, like, professional football player breakdown inspiration. Deus Ex Machina. Like, I'm like, (laughs) when I saw this movie, I didn't know who the fuck John Madden was. Certainly didn't know who these giant buff men were. I still don't know who any of those players were. (laughs) Intimidation. Gray, did you know who they were? 
I knew who two of them were. Okay, okay, well, Jesus. Yeah, we but okay, one of them's fucking Emmett Smith. Like, ha- guys, oh my god, have some respect. Who? I don't watch football. Stop. So. What team did he play for? The Giants? Emmett Smith, he played for the Cowboys. Um, oh. He is the all-time leading rusher to date. What does a rusher do? He's a running back. What does a running back do? Oh my god, Allegra. I'm He's dead what serious. Spike was. He's what Spike was for the Cowboys, where you stand behind the quarterback, when they hike the ball, you take it and you run. Okay, alright, that makes sense. So what you're saying is, these three men who were on a bus with John Madden, none of them ever played on the same team together, what do we think they were all on the bus for? <laughs> they said they were going to Canton for the Hall of Fame. They were going to the NFL uh... Hall of Fame. Which is in Canton, Ohio. Oh, okay. You idiot. <laughs> Clearly, I know so much about football. I should be so embarrassed. Um, yeah. So, any hoozle, any doozle. Um, uh, I have only subject reason- change. Well, the only reason I know who John Madden is is because his name is on, on video the- games. Yeah, that- <laughs> same. <laughs> thing where it's like if you were on a john madden if you're on like the the uh the game the next year you like are really bad at football or something there was a madden curse is what mm-hmm. that's what you're talking about for like a very long stretch of time if you were on the cover of madden you either like got injured retired or um like yeah had a horrible horrible year oh wow playing <laughs> and usually got on it because the year prior you were really good Right, right. <laughs> and I think the curse was broken, actually, in 20... Can you stop biting my feet, please? <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure the curse got broken in, like, 2019. Um, because... Was it, like, Patrick Tom Ma- Brady or something? No, Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs was on it, and then he won the Super Bowl. Mm. Wow, it took a long time to break it. <laughs> Yeah, I think the curse went on for like 10 years. Jesus. John Madden, what have you done? (laughs) Hey, may he rest in peace. He died this year. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh my God, Um, I watched this movie. What? (laughs) Well, did we put this movie in our draft before he died? Oh, I have no idea. Did we curse curse John Madden? (laughs) Oh my God. No, I salute you, sir. He died like in like May or something. Mm. But so it was in the draft. Yeah, is what you're saying. Um, I have a complete subject change. Is it cool or lame to wear your football helmet as your bike helmet? So lame. <laughs> so lame. You fucking try hard, like the stupid cowboy bully kids. But I was also, I'm like, maybe it's cool because it is the first year they have had this team. So they're like really, or maybe it's just an asshole thing because they're really just trying to show it off. And it's even more exclusionary and bully behavior. Yeah, as far as we know, it's just these three kids yeah. who are definite. Like, That's true. <laughs> like this one kid who was chosen last when like Kevin O'Shea is like, the backbone of this team. <laughs> that kid, I hated him. And he was also really bad at acting. <laughs> yes. But I just he loved He was so him. bad at acting. <laughs> But I just loved when it got to the last pick, this kid's face was like, fuck, Icebox is still not picked, which means I didn't get it. Like, he knew in his mind that yeah. he was not as good as Icebox. And then the fact that he was chosen, I'm like, 
this kid is will like like this is the bully of the movie that was like another really infuriating part about uncle asshole that it was just like he was so misogynistic that he was like he's like i know that becky he's willing to sacrifice he's willing to sacrifice his game by not putting becky on his team it's crazy because he's like preparing his own team to be like icebox is really good it's they're the only chance that this team has she's better than most of you we have to prepare for that and i'm like you could have just put her on your fucking team, you idiot. I think the most yeah, asshole... None of this would have happened. Yeah. I think the most just... asshole thing that he does is letting her try out at all. Yeah. If Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's such a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you mean you had no intention of ever, ever taking her seriously and let you let her try out and get her hopes up anyway? So stupid. So stupid. Sorry, Gray. What were you gonna say? I don't know. You. I liked what you said. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I also think the kicker kid was in Toothless. We've seen him before. Oh, we've seen yes, him look ha- familiar. Even I think even Meg said something along the lines of like, "Oh, hey, it's that guy." Yeah, I but I can't that. remember what I remember him from. Oh wait, I. I have a quote from Meg that I thought was really funny. And this might even lead into when you wanted to hear my thoughts on peewee football and like accuracy and stuff. But she, Meg said at one point, she was like, how come there haven't been any penalties until, (laughs) until that one when he hurts uh, Devin Sawa. But that actually wasn't the quote I wrote down. That's the quote I thought I wrote down. But this was her, this was Meg's opinion of uh, Uncle Asshole, of Ed O'Neill. She's like, just spit the gum out. It doesn't <laughs> taste good anymore. And it doesn't look good when you do it. Yeah. And I was like, he's been chewing gum this entire movie. Every single scene he's in, yeah. he's chewing gum. Even the or young version of him was chewing gum. That's what I'm saying. This kid's got an oral fixation. <laughs> Yeah, but Meg was just like, I hate the way he chews his gum. I need it to end. So yeah, the um, kid from uh, the kicker kid was in Toothless, and also it looks like he does a lot of voiceover work now. But I just wanted to shout out that he played Merboy Number Two in Little Mermaid Two. Oh man! <laughs> in like four years, when we get to that movie, just you wait. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be looking out for that Merboy. <laughs> Merboy too. Oh my god, Merboy two Merboy connections in this movie. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's so weird. What? Because the kid from the thirteenth year. Oh, thirteenth year. <laughs> Merboy, I hate that. Merman. 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 <laughs> hey, great. I have a question. I have. I want to ask your Pee Wee experience again. Um, okay. Spike's dad. Um, suddenly very involved with the team. Was there a football dad like that? That was that was that was every dad. That I don't even <laughs> say that was Extremely every coach. True to life. <laughs> that was every coach. That was every dad who used to play. That was El Dorado fucking hills, dude. Yeah. Uh, to, like a, to nice. a T. But oftentimes 
the dads that were not every time, but the dads that were the most like that had kids that were the most like the ones on the little giants. Oh, interesting. Oh, that makes me so sad. <laughs> exactly. Like oh, no. they would like, honestly, eh, I don't know, but there was a lot of them. So you'd get a lot of like, you'd get a lot of spikes. You get a lot of, you know, Becky, the icebox where you're like, all right, healthy. Yeah. Like healthy relationship with your family and this sport not living vicariously. Right. And then, yeah, but, oh my God, that was most of my football coaches and the reason why I stopped playing. Like the sole reason I stopped playing was because I couldn't stand my coaches being like that. Wow. Wow. Sorry, I was going to say, when Jake is introduced and his mom is like, he was born with glass bones and paper skin. <laughs> yeah. I want him to play football. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. Every day I wake up, I break my bones. And every night when I go to sleep, I can't remember what it is. I but... break my arms. And every day I go to sleep, I break my legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, did I know we I don't remember if we talked about this already, but I know we have a Nina moment with this movie. Someone Nina has a favorite line our oh, grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> our grandmother, when we watch this as children with our grandparents, our grandmother, who we endearingly call Nina, laughed from Tennessee. His, laughed hysterically. At the line of, great, so now the guys at the morgue can identify, identify our bodies. bodies. <laughs> and she just lost it for, like, five minutes. We had to pause the movie. Like, she was dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I every did, time I, I think of that, this movie, I think of Nina laughing at that. Yeah. I forgot, though, that immediately prior because it's like when rick Miranda is like we got uniforms look your name we got uniforms and then tad tad or tag i can't remember tad tad, tad is like death shrouds like i forgot about that <laughs> death shrouds. and he's like come on guys your name's on them and then that's when jake is so like the guys at the morgue can identify the oh i'm speaking into the wrong microphone <laughs> <laughs> so the guys at the morgue can identify the bodies yeah. i'm like i remember that so distinctly because i remember us replaying that line oh yeah we totally yeah. replayed and that over and over. also as similarly it was what oh sorry i'm gonna go on a tangent so you go is it about that line no okay <laughs> I was just going to say another line that I remembered and quoted, like, as it was happening, that it, like, just came to me when they were like, giants, giants, help us, God. Like, I remember we yeah. always died at that Tad part. got some good lines. Yeah, Tad had some pretty – I forgot about Tad, but he was, like – he was an MVP of the movie I'm a like, little you bit. You look like yeah. a little cherub on a fresca. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up the Tad's uh, IMDb. He's only in like four things as a child, all in like the early 90s. But he's kid in Turbo Man suit in Jingle All the Way. Who? Tad? Tad. Oh my god, that's Oh, sorry. So kid in Turbo Man commercial. And I'm like, guys, I was thinking of putting Jingle All the Way in the draft. I'm just saying. I mean, we, I feel like we have to put that in the Christmas draft. We, we did. W- we watched it a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. We watched it a lot. That'll be an interesting one to revisit. Hopefully Greg gets it. <laughs> I mean, I watched Home Alone 3 a lot. Where That's can we true. Put that in? 
That's true. I know. Are we all stinkers? We have to watch Home Alone 2. <laughs> I know. I was going to ask, do we have to watch Home Alone Those 2 Those are first? our rules. I guess that's Those true. Those are our rules. So maybe this year we'll put in Home Who Alone. Who fucking cares about the rules? Apparently Capricorn. <laughs> Uh, all right whatever i don't know i would i would be willing i would be willing to make an exception for home alone 3 because it is completely not connected to home alone 1 or 2 um they all have the same names holland so that's <laughs> we watched grease 2 before grease 1 but so you're saying that just rules have no meaning and i'm saying that this society. i'm saying that this could be an exception cuz it's a completely different cast like it came out I like 10 years after the first two yeah. i don't actually care that much anywho so we can we can discuss anywho. it during the christmas draft um do we have any other thoughts why does spike closing speak arguments like closing arguments <laughs> why does speak why does spike speak in the third person yeah. you know what lack of brain development um too much lack of education of he already is getting yeah. cte which is he's already getting real... cte just from his dad um but anywho for closing arguments this movie holds a very special place in our heart as kids um even though it was you know very much clearly for kids it was fun it was cute it was enjoyable it was entertaining and i couldn't find too many like actually damnable offenses to knock this movie down too hard i could follow it nothing was like super outdated or offensive in today's age and it was just fun yeah and anything that was was like clearly displayed meant to be antagonistic yes so lay it on me, guys. Final okay. scores. So I raised my nostalgia to a nine. I kept my nostalgia the same at a seven. Um, sit through, I'm keeping at an eight. I'm keeping at a seven. Appropriate, I'm keeping at a ten. Keeping at a ten. I raised my hold up to a nine. I raised my hold up to an eight. And I'm keeping my can I follow at an eight. And I raised my follow to an eight. Like, are you prude? Prude? <laughs> I just don't um, like football. All right. Any, like, final, bonus like, points. bonus points? For sure. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I did think that the Little Giants as a team was, like, uh, they were adorable and delightful children. Um, I, I guess points. Honestly, maybe I will give one more point to sit through Ability Gray. Because I do remember, or maybe nostalgia. I'm going to move nostalgia to an eight. Because I do remember that just once the football game started, yeah. we just had a lot of fun. Yeah. All their, like the second half of the football game where they're like finally tr- pulling out of the stops. They're doing all their tricks. They're, all of their misfit superpowers are being optimized. Like I just thought that was, like that is a well executed like climax of the movie. And or, I think that still holds true. Like I think yeah. the first like 45 minutes of this movie it was kind of i had to ease into like the child acting of it all but i think like as soon as that football game starts i'm like i'm they laid the groundwork and i'm in it and it i like it went by super fast as soon as the football game started happening 
Great. But I was going to give a bonus point to Rick Moranis being, like, a such a solid dad. Yeah. Like, he yeah. was... And even, like, in the beginning of the movie when all the misfits don't make the team, he isn't, like, trying to, like, make them feel better with any, like, empty words or false hope or anything. He's just like, yeah, this really sucks. I'm sorry. He's just, like, there for them. And I thought he was just overall like a very good dad to Becky and like nurturing her interests and like not making her feel bad for liking things that aren't like quote unquote girly and all of that. Also he takes all of these kids very seriously. Yeah. Like he goes to the nerd kid and he's like, I trust your intelligence to make football plays. And mm. so when they're just like spies, he goes, where? <laughs> you know, because if a kid is like, there are spies in the bushes, you're like, oh, I'm sure. But he's like, no, where, what's the guy, where are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such, he's just like a good dude. <laughs> like his character, I thought was very well developed. I love it. I love an adult. Likeable. I love an adult who takes kids seriously. Yeah. Um. So that's a bonus point. So Allegra, are you giving a bonus point? Because you just raised a point. I'm just so, I'm clarifying. doing both. I raised my nostalgia point oh, because I it's such a good score. I raised my nostalgia point because of the it underdog a good comeback, and then I'm giving a bonus point just because I liked all the little giants. Like I thought it was a good like cast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said. The final score of this film, with the two bonus points, comes to 87. Oh, wow. That's honestly lower than... I thought it was going to hit 90. That is extremely high. (laughs) Oh, no. 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 It was because it was like 9 and 8, 8 and 7, 10 and 10, 9 and 8, 8 and 8. Honestly, I think that's... No, he's going to break a thousand points. Oh, yeah, he's going to. Yay! (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, I guess the point. So now we're at the end of another cycle. Um, So the the points breakdown is currently I have um, 878, Allegra has 904, and Gray has 1,006. Okay. I want to do some Formula One math, right? When does Gray win beyond a mathematical doubt? (laughs) Well, that implies that there is a set, set scoring uh, yeah. system. Well, I don't I'm think just we saying, can do that. So, hold on. How many movies do we have left this year? Uh, six? So, there's, in One, two, theory... One, three, four, five, six. There's a maximum in of theory, 600 points on the table. <laughs> but not... There's only a maximum of 200 points each left. Yeah. True. That's true. So, I am so 102 So, how likely points. is it... How likely is it for you to score with a delta of plus, what, 120? 102 points over me by the end of the year. Yeah, because we all have two more movies left. So I have 200 points. That's so weird. I have 200 points to play with. That Gray and I, I am less than 200 you points away do, from gray you need to do 51 points better than gray in each of the next two cycles uh, <laughs> fuck that <laughs> <laughs> just gave you gas 
Wow. Yeah, I mean... So by the time my Christmas movie happens, we'll know whether or not Grey wins. Yeah. Because, like, if I do the next movie and I don't get more than 51 points... Like well, then it's just like the next cycle. You have to do like even better, even more points. I, better. I'll than know Grey. exactly how many points I need to get. Yeah, and if I don't get them, Gray wins. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's pretty likely that Gray is gonna win. But I'm only six, twenty six points behind Allegra. Ooh. So I think this talk is about just, a comeback. This is gonna be a battle. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> I've been here for years. <laughs> This is going to be, I think, just like a battle for not last. The battle for not last. <laughs> just the battle like for one. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be. Uh, prob- that's what we're going to be fighting for. I don't know. If- I'm definitely not going to win this year, though. I think that is pretty I set mean, in hey, stone. <laughs> I'm rooting for Allegra. To lose? No, to win. To win. Aww. She's got want, the odds stacked against her, but yeah. I want Holland. I want Holland to have to face Be the punished. punishment. <laughs> God, I um, don't even know what a gray punishment's gonna look like. Let's hope your, uh, <laughs> your bad luck streak continues. I'm like, all right, guys. On, like, you have to stream this on Facebook Live. Drinking molten lava. <laughs> I'm like, well, Gray's been in like football, like fantasy football leagues, and I don't know if they do like the league uh, dude, style punishment. I'm like losing. I'm losing in one of my leagues. We're super bad right now, <laughs> and I chose the punishment for the loser, and I'm so scared that I'm gonna have to do it. What, what is it? it? You have to get a belly button ring for a month. <laughs> <laughs> You have to get a belly button ring between the time the the season ends and then the Super Bowl occurs, which is about three and a half weeks. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's just so painful and expensive for no reason. I doubt it's I that. Know. I don't think it's that expensive. Uh, that's hilarious. I know. <laughs> so, movie came Trivia. out October 14th, 1994. Budget. Give me, give me a guess. What do you guys think the budget was? Just God, random I don't guess. No, like in the nineties. I don't think it. Like 25, 20, 30 million. So it was twenty million. Okay. okay, that was my first guess, and I thought maybe too low, but it wasn't nineties money. Yeah. Can you? What would you guys assume was the the box office take? I'm gonna, you go first. I, I like. What to, do you I'm think? How to... do you think it did with knowing like when this movie came out? What this movie was, who was in this movie, like, what do you guys think? Was this when uh, Married with Children was on? Like, was Ed O'Neill, I'm trying to think if he was, like, on that show. That's the show he was on, right? Yeah. I think this movie was not successful. So, I'm going to say it did not, it did not get. This was when Married with Children was on air. So, I'm going to go ahead and say it did not make $20 Maybe it made, like, Wow. I, I'm i going to swing in the other direction because if Married with Children was on, and I feel like this is probably coming off the heels of like, honey, I shrunk yeah, the Mark kids. Moranis was having a moment. So I feel like if parents saw that Rick Moranis was leading another kids movie, 
I bet a lot of parents took their kids to see this. So I'm going to guess like a hundred million, which I'm, I feel like I'm probably wrong. But... So you think I'm under swinging and you're over. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, but I feel like it's one of the two extremes cause gray is having us guess. Yeah. So I'll go high. You go low. Yeah. Yeah. So the budget, like I said, was 20 million. The box office. 19.3. Oh my oh. God. So it like barely almost, lost. Yeah. Like weird. Lost. It almost made it back. Wow. But I think that might've been, I think this might be the first negative box office we've reviewed. That can't be true. We saw Grease 2. I think Grease 2 at least broke even. Yeah. Wow. I, Cause I think Grease 2 probably at least had like, Everyone was going to go see it because they loved the first one mm-hmm. stuff yeah. attached to it. So I bet the opening for Grease 2 was probably really good, even though everyone who saw it was probably like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm upset so, I paid money for this. <laughs> yeah. A, a little bit of trivia. It's, like, I made sure this was super quick. Um, Devin Sawa was 15 during filming and much, much taller than his 10-year-old castmates. So he can actually be seen wearing only socks in some scenes just to like not further the gap. (laughs) Um, So director Dwayne Dunham was removed as director after shooting more than two thirds of the film. Wow. He fell behind during the football game sequences. So Brian Levent, I don't know who was brought in for the last few weeks to finish the football sequences um dunham was retained to supervise the editing at the same time which he saw through to completion but that's why i think when we were talking about like the tone change and the buy-in once we get to the football game it's much more fast-paced it's much more yada 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 different director director. that's really yeah that's interesting so it was still it was still dunham's direction like vision i mean Mm -hmm. but directed in a different fashion different cinematographer different director he was just kept on as editor so like i thought that was interesting to read about after being like oh my god yeah the vibes are completely different totally because like the football scene is like i think like 30 minutes of the movie it's a pretty long yeah it's pretty long which i think makes sense yeah it doesn't feel that long but and I, i think it and i do i didn't say this before but i do think that the football scene or the football game was like directed and shot really well. Really like, I well. thought it was really good, like sports footage, like sports representation yeah. in a movie. I'm trying I to agree, I especially because like it didn't make it didn't allow kids football to seem as lame as it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It still made it feel cool and exciting, even yeah. though it was 10-year-olds playing. Yeah, so, totally. Um, I was talking to a friend, like, oh, we watched Little Giants, and it was like, oh, it's a 90s movie, it was about football, and they were like, oh, yeah, I feel like Sandlot, Little Giants, and then that soccer movie with the goat. Those were the three. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, can we back up? <laughs> I'm like, like, greatest of all time? And he's like, no, 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 there's a literal goat? I'm like, what the fuck what movie no, is are you that? talking about? Airbud. It's need... Airbud. Yeah. It's Sandlot, Airbud. Are you sure? Sh- Little Giants, probably only for us. And Mighty know? Ducks. Yeah, was... That's what it actually is. is yeah. It's Airbud, 
Sandlot, Mighty Ducks. And then, like, like those are the three '90s ones. And then there's subgenres. I think by Little Giants. Right, but not whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> okay, never even heard. Okay, the movie poster, poster looks very familiar. Yes, I'm like the but movie poster. I'm like, I feel what about like this the monkey that played video. hockey? Did, you, did we ever watch that one? No, because it is one of the kids from, from the Sandlot. But anywho, let me go get the hat, the hat. for Holland. Well, my movie. So, All right, there's it's three it's movies my, left. My last movie oh, from stop, the hat. Fuck, stop, it's God, I really hope. I don't even know which one is the best one left. Oh, there's like so few left. I'm like, am I even like making sure to keep my hands on all three of them? I feel like Doesn't Little matter. Rascals might have the best score left, but I don't know. I really don't know. I just don't want Clock It's a very right. long movie. Holland, we're about to find out. Because you're defending the Little Rascals. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. We'll see if so I am you, next week. One of you people are going to be very lucky that you're that I'm going to be scoring Bring It On. True, 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 true. What are you people? <laughs> Just my little I, I immediately have the Little Rascals theme song stuck in my head. Oh, wow. I, I loved this movie. Okay. Good. I we were, loved this movie. We Good. were talking about this last night of, like, what would be the best one to get. And Allegra, like... Was like, Gray better remember this fucking movie because I associate it with him. He better have what? Of course I this. do. I no, love like, this movie. I so think he much. does. Like, we still quote it to this day all the time, especially with like the yeah. eight. Like, <laughs> I know. I just like, there was a, just like, I still a few... say in my head all the time, that yeah. ain't saying that's kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, what's it the number for like... 911? <laughs> it tastes like an old boot. I got a dollar. I got a okay, dollar. Okay, we got okay. A, a little preview of next Dear week. Dear Starla. Yeah. I, I hate your hate stinking, your stinking guts. guts. Okay. So, okay, Mikey, maybe I'll get a good score for this one. <laughs> at least, I'll at least get good nostalgia. I feel like I'll get good appropriate for children. The rest we're going to see. <laughs> I remember that entire movie. Now that I'm thinking of it, I remember that entire yeah. fucking movie. Yeah, your nostalgia's better be tens, honestly. My nostalgia. I'm just telling you right now, you're getting a ten on nostalgia. For Perfect. Me. I need it. Well, <laughs> for those of you out there who are still Team Allegra for 2022, I have some bad news. <laughs> it's not looking great. Hey man, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe you'll get hey. bring it on. And that's will have a great appropriate for children's score, <laughs> as we all know. Um, hey, Christmas will be the great equalizer. <laughs> Truly. That's true. That's true. All right. Especially Like, if... I thought I had a chance to catch up last year to Holland, and then I got motherfucking Fred Claus. <laughs> so, you just never know. You never know. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, I think yeah. uh, another... Uh, didn't I also get Jack Frost? Wait. No, no I got Jack Frost. Frost. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Well, hang on. I got a, I got a little bit socials. more to say. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at LatchkeySibs. Email us at LatchkeySibs at gmail.com. We're watching Little Rascals next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.